So let's see that the, the our Mishnah was discussing this kavla of an evid, this headpiece, and that's that's pshat the Mishnah. So the Gemara asked me, Amar Shmuel Hachi, does Shmuel say that our Mishnah is talking about this stamp of an evid on his head? Amar Shmuel Shmuel said, Yoytzi evid bechoysam shebetzavaroi. A evid a slave could go out with a choysam, an emblem, a seal, shebetzavaroi on his neck. But he can't go out with this seal on his clothing. So, if it's true that our Mishnah is saying Kavla the Avda of an Eved is Aser, so and Shmuel says that's what it's talking about. So why are these things mutter according to Shmuel? It's not a it's not an ornament. It's something that shows he's an Eved, so it shouldn't be mutter. So then where's the note? Like Kasha, Let's try to figure out what is this reason why you cannot go out with this stamp that says you're an Eved. What's the reason? The reason is because if it falls, you're going, you're, you might carry it in Rosh So when it's when is a mutter? That's the Ovid Iyul When you made yourself a symbol. And let's say you're an Eved, and you want to have a sign, I'm an Eved, okay? If it falls, you're not afraid of your master going to be upset at you that you lost this chaysam. You made it yourself. You lost it. Tough luck. You move on in life. However, if your master made it for you and say, you must wear this chaysam, you must wear this sign on you that shows you're an Eved, so this person is going to be walking around in Rosh Rabbim. It's going to fall off, and he's going to carry it back to make sure that he has it, that he that he he brings it back home, because the, his master made it for him, so he's more concerned about losing it. So let's see that again. So Gemara says, like Kashahod of a when your master made it from it, so then then you, you're 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 afraid of of, of the of the master. Vaha to avad ilanavshei. So then I'm sorry, I said it wrong. And then if you are if you made it yourself. My apologies. My apologies. If you made it yourself, so then you don't want, you're not afraid to lose it. So the concern here is you're gonna show it to your friend. So I have no problem. I'll show it to my friend because even if I lose it, I don't care. And if if I lose it, too bad. I don't care. It's mine. I made it myself. So that's why it's usser. Because the same way jewelry is usser, you might show your friend. This too is also usser, since you might show your friend. It's us, sir. However, if my master made it for me, so then I'm not going to show anyone. I'm not busy taking it out and showing people. I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, you know, something that I'm nervous about because my master made it for me. I must keep it on my shirt or my neck, and therefore I'm not going to be showing people. So now, the Gemara says, How do we answer this, this uh, shita of Shmuel? that your master made it for you, and therefore you're not going to show anyone. So the Gemara says, So if it's true that if my master made it for me, I'm not going to show anyone, so therefore everything should be mutter. So why does Shmuel hold that on your clothing is usher? Shmuel says, If you wrap it around your neck, that's fine. But if it's on your shirt, it's usher. But according to Shmuel, I'm not going to be showing people because my master made it for me. If it's 
the Avalei Rabbe, if you master meter for you, because you should pursue my loy. So like Mar says, Dilma mif mis mifsuk. Maybe it's going to break, and I got confused between the Avin and the Maskana. Maybe it's going to break. If it's going to snap, Umirsus, and you're going to be afraid that my master is going to see me walking around without my jersey. So this shirt had this uh, patch on it that says Evet, that says servant, slave. It's going to fall off on Shabbos. He has this outer cloak that's supposed to say his, his team number, his slave on it. So what's he going to do? It, it fell off. He's afraid. So what's he going to do? He's going to fold it up on his shoulder. So imagine a talus that is supposed to have some type of star or something over here. And instead of having this, the, the, the piece there, there's nothing there. It fell off on Shabbos. So what's he going to do? He's going to wrap himself in this towel, like a scarf, and he's going to walk around like that to hide that it's missing the symbol. And what's the problem? Someone who walks around with a talus that's typically worn, uh, you know, long, and instead he folds it up, and he wears it like a scarf talus, to borrow that term, that a talus that's made to be worn uh, full length. And instead of wearing it like that, you wrap it up like a scarf. Chayev chatos. He's chayev chatos because that's not the normal way of wearing it. And it seems like you'd be chayev chatos. It's a big chiddush because you would say, Shaloi kederach malbush. It should only be in a sederabanan. We'll leave it at that. But his point is, since you're going to wrap it like a scarf talus, so then you're carrying on Shabbos. So because the servant, the slave, is afraid to be walking around without this patch on his jersey, so if the patch would fall off on Shabbos, he would wrap up the talus and, and hold it like a scarf and carry it on Shabbos. And that's why we differentiate between the ksus, the clothing, and the necklace. The older Rabbanim from Reish Kalusa, so we mentioned Reish Kalusa in the previous Dauphin, they were, they were in charge of Yidin and Galas, so they were Chachamim that kind of worked for the government. So what they had was, they used to have a, a, a symbol on their shirt. So all the chachamim, they're not allowed to walk out on Shabbos with a talus with the seal on it. Why? Because if they were missing it, then they would be nervous to walk around without the uh, patch. They would wrap up their talus like a scarf, carrying it on Shabbos, because that's not the normal way to wear it. So therefore, it's usher. So we're bringing Uriah to this concept. The concept is that if people are afraid that their symbol is going to fall off, they're going to end up wrapping their, their, their talus like a scarf, and that's called carrying on Shabbos. Now, by the way, he says, except for you, you, Rav Chimna Bashila, you're allowed to, to wear the symbol out on Shabbos. Why? Because if you would be walking around without it, they wouldn't care about you. You're, you're, so, uh, you're, so, you're unique, you're special. They're not going to be worried that you're not that you're walking around without this symbol. So since nobody cares that you could walk around without the symbol, therefore you're allowed to walk out with the symbol on Shabbos, right? So the whole concern is that when the the rabbi, the master, made it for him, so he's concerned to walk around without it. If it falls off, what's he going to do? He can't just walk around like he's beer chested. He's going to wrap it up and carry that on Shabbos. Fine. Let's keep going. Gufa. Amar Shmuel. A slave could go around with a chaysim, with a, a, a seal, shebet on his neck. So again, Shmuel differentiated between the neck and your ksus and your cloak, your outer cloak. Tani nami hachi. 
to wear this emblem on your neck is fine. But on your on your jacket, on your cloak, that you cannot do that. That was what Shmuel said. So that was Gufa. We just brought that down. Or a minnow, I'll ask you a steer from another bright. So the bright says, Liyetzia Eved, Bechoisim Shebet Savaroi, Veloi Bechoisim Shebet Sus. So he never cannot go out, nor with his Choisim Shebet Savari, a uh, emblem on your neck. Veloi Bechoisim Shebet Sus. So you can't go out with a Choisim with a on your clothing. Ze, now, so that's first of all. So right away you see the Kash on Shmuel. Shmuel's differentiate between shirt and neck. And here the bright so doesn't differentiate. Either one is Asr. And Zev, Zev, a Another halacha, these two things, these emblems, are not makabotuma. Why? You would assume it's a gnai. It's a, it shows that he's a slave. So that's not makabotuma. That's not donli yoifi. That's one halacha. Then the bias keeps going. And we're going to see all these things, through, you know, at the, at the end of the staff. One at a time. A person can, or eve cannot go out with a zug, a, a bell around shebet around your neck. Even if it's there for uh, for beauty to look good, I will. However, But if you have a bell on your shirt, if you if you look at the, the ancient clothing, they used to have bells on their shirts and their jackets, so that is fine because that is linoy. That's nice. That's like wearing nice buttons or cufflings. No problem. You're allowed to wear that on Shabbos. Now zevizeh. Whether it's a uh, a bell around your neck or a bell on your jacket, makablin tumma. They're makabal tumma. We know that either kalim or clothing are makabal tumma. In addition to clothing being makabal tumma, uh, a a tachshit, an ornament of clothing, is also makabal tumma. That's halacha. Next, so this brisa continues. behema. An animal cannot go out on Shabbos. Lebechoisam shebet zavara can't go out with a emblem, a, a sign on its neck. Veloi bechoisam shebech susa, nor with a choisam, a emblem on its clothing. Veloi bezug shebech susa, now with a bell on its clothing, veloi bezug shebech savara. And zevaze ain makablum tama. And these things are not makablum tama. Now we're going to go through this brysa at length. So let's just pull out the first piece. The first piece was that Shmuel originally said that. There's a difference between a chaisim shebet zavari, that is mutter to go out on Shabbos with an emblem on your neck, but a chaisim shebet susai, an emblem on your clothing, Shmuel said that's different. Comes along this b'risa and it says the same, that, that, that they're both the same. Layetzia evet, but chaisim shebet zavari, v'leib chaisim shebet susai, no difference. So that's the kasha on Shmuel. So that's the first part. So the Gemara says, Lima ha davale rabbe, v'ha david ilan. Now she's going to try to say that maybe one b'risa is talking about when the Rebbe made it for him, when his rabbi made it for him. So that's when we said, it's mutter because there's no concern. You're going to remove it from your neck. Vaha, and the price that says it's usser to wear it around your neck, that's the Ovid Yulanafshi. That's when he himself made it, so we can differentiate between that. So the Gemara says, Loy, I don't want to do that. Rather, we could say both the prices are talking about where his master made it for him. And therefore, if his master made it for him, it should be mutter. The same, why? Because if my master made it for me, I'm not going to be showing it to people because I don't want to be caught without it. So I'm not going to be handing it around showing it to people. I'm going to keep it n- next to me. So what's the, why do why did Shmuel say Shabbat Savari's mutter? This Bryce says Shabbat Savari's usher. If they're both talking about the same exact case, the Avile Rabbe, Slagmar says, I'll tell you the difference. Khan, when do we say it's usher what to wear it around your neck? That's Bishama Techas. That's talking about a metal. Uh, emblem. So if you have a metal chaisim, it's made out of metal, matechas, then it might break. 
So if it might break, your master will be upset if you come home without it. Therefore, you're not going to be passing it around. I'm sorry. Oh, one more step. So even though you wouldn't be passing it around, but since it's worth something, if it in fact does break, I'm going to bring back the scrap metal to my master. Okay, so let's hold Cheshbon here. I have this neck emblem. Okay, I master made it for me. So on one end, I'm not showing it off. But even if I do show it off, it might break, obviously. And if it breaks, I'm going to end up carrying it back to my master. So therefore, even though your master made it for you, it's also to walk around with a necklace with this emblem that's made out of matachas, made out of metal. However, it's made out of cement, made out of nothing. And therefore, your, your master is not makbit uh, on it. So therefore, even if it would break, you would not bring it back. So that would be the difference between the, the Bryce and Shmuel. According to Shmuel, when Shmuel says it's mutter to go out with the Chosh and Shevet Savari is talking about, it's made out of earth, it's made out of nothing, and therefore nobody's bringing home the shards. So if it broke in the middle of the street, it wouldn't be, you're not going to bring it back home. However, the Bryce that says it's Asr, it's talking about Matachas, it's talking about metal, and therefore if it were to break in the middle of the street, it would, you would drop it and it would fall and break, you would end up bringing the shards, the scrap metal, back to your master. Next, I'll bring you a Raya. And this is like what Rav Nachman said, that if your master is makpid on it, he cares about it, then ain't yotzen boy. The Eved, the slave, cannot go out with it. Why? Because if it breaks, he's going to carry it back home. However, Dover Shein love something that your, your master does not care, Yotzen boy, you could go out with it because eh, you're not going to carry it. If it breaks, it breaks. You're not going to be busy carrying it back in Rishasarabim. Now, this differentiation makes sense for other reasons. Why is that? Because this b'risa was discussing uh, many, many halachas. It spoke about Shabbos, it spoke about Tumah. Ah, so it makes sense that the case of the b'risa was specifically talking about metal because it fits with the theme of the b'risa. Because the b'risa said, Both of these cases, whether it's um, the emblem on the neck, the emblem on the, uh, on the clothing, are not makabotumah. So hold on. If the discussion was regarding a metal emblem, then it makes sense. So it makes sense to tell me a chiddush that even though it's metal and metal is makabotumah, by this case it's not for some reason, right? It makes sense that these are not makabotumah. For some reason the emblem is not makabotumah. Why is it not makabotumah? We'll, we'll say some svaras. We'll say some uh, logic, logic reasons. What will be the reason? Because it has to be lenai. It has to be looking nice. An evid wearing an emblem saying, I'm a slave, that doesn't look nice. That's not beautifying the person, and that's why it's not makabotumah. That makes sense. That's a very nice so, mission. But it could be used for something, right? So, if, it, if it's not used for that, it's matekas. It could be used for a kli or something. So this wasn't this wasn't a keli. I assume it wasn't like a, a bowl. It was just a piece of a piece of metal that just said your name on it. So the only reason why I would think it's makabotama is because it's functioning. To, you know, as a as an ornament, as a a piece of jewelry, which makes the goof look better or makes the, the shirt look better, that only makes sense 
when it's, when it's uh, making you look good. But it's an Evan. It says Evan on it. Slave. Right? I was walking behind someone today. They had a shirt that said Loveless. And this guy's holding his girlfriend's hand. And it says Loveless in the back of his shirt. I wasn't sure if she saw it. But that, that's what it said. <laughs> the back of his shirt. Love, loveless? I don't know. Anyways. Um, so this thing says Evan on it. Nobody wants to walk around with that. So that's not nice. And therefore, it makes sense that this, the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that even though it's metal, metal is typically Mechabotumah, as Barrel saying, it's going to be a Kaili. This case, it's not. Now, that makes sense if the case was metal. Eli Bishel Tanan. If this Bryce was talking about cement, mud, what do you mean? Honey, who to let me cobble it? What do you mean? These things are not makabatum because it's a choysim uh, of an evet. Hakelim to do makabatum, but typically uh, tit the cement would be makabatum, and that's not true. But time worked in a brisa clay avanim. You make kelim out of stones, clay galalim, kelim made out of fertilizer, clay adama, kelim made from 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 tit from the ground. There's no isser of tumma when it comes to these types of kalim. So why do I need a brisa to tell me? I'll tell you a tremendous chiddush that that chosim shall eved is not makabel tumma. If it was talking about kalim shall tit, what do you mean? Kalim are never makabel tumma. So what's the chiddush? Ah, chosim shall eved that a slave's ornament, uh, slave's emblem is not makabel tumma. So it must be, like we said before, Shmamina must be Shamatachas. We're talking about metal. Comes the Mishnah of Chiddush. Even though it's metal, metal is typically Mikabotumah, not when it comes to a Chaisim Shel Eved, because that's not nice, it doesn't look nice. So Shmamina Taka, it's a good raya that this Bryce was talking about metal. Back to Hilcha Shabbos, when it comes to metal, there's a concern that since it's valuable, you're going to bring home the scrap metal on Shabbos. So therefore, an Eved cannot walk out with his master's emblem on him that says slave, because even though it doesn't look nice, he might not be passing it but if it does fall, it's gonna it's going to break, and he's going to be bringing it back so he doesn't get patch from his master. That's the concern in Shabbos. Next, in this brisa, so again, it was a long brisa, so we're just gonna darshan each thing. Amar Mars. In the brisa, it said, So it sounds like an Evan cannot go out on Shabbos with a bell around his neck. So imagine a cow had a bell around his neck. So that's what they did. And Evan had a bell around his neck. But you could go out with a bell that's on your shirt. So the Gemara says, hold on. What's the reason why you cannot go out with a, with a bell that's on your neck? It must be Maybe it's going to break. Since it was valuable, it's going to break. He'll carry it back to his master. Very logical reason that it might break, you're gonna carry it back. So then hold on a second. So why are you differentiating between neck and clothing? If it breaks, you're gonna bring it back. So the same thing should, same thing should be true when it comes to uh, a bell on your shirt. So even a bell on a shirt, you should also be concerned. It's going to break. Vasili so you're gonna bring it back. You're gonna carry it again in Rosh So why are we differentiating between neck and the bell on the neck and the bell on his shirt? So the Gemara says, skinon mumcha that you sewed it on. It was woven to it. Therefore, if it's woven onto it, it's not going to fall. 
I don't have to make zeros. It's going to fall. It's going to crack. You're going to bring it on, but it's not going to fall. It's tight. It's fastened to it uh, in a strong way. I don't have to be concerned. Just like Rav Huna, Brady Rav Yeshua said, to Amar Rav Huna, Brady Rav Yeshua, Koshu, Arug, like Gazer, anything that's woven, there is no Gazer. Now, the truth is, this Memra is from yesterday's daf was talking about Chatzitza and Nida, but still, we borrow the, the term. That kolshu arug, if it's woven, meaning the concept is if it's tied, if, if it's tied well, there's no gzera, it's going to fall off, and you're going to carry it. There's no gzera, and that's why we differentiate between a bell around the neck, which might fall off, versus the bell tied to the jacket, which is not a, is not a concern that it's going to fall off. The next part of the Bryce is said like this. So an animal cannot go out can't go with an emblem on its neck. There's actually a shout I was looking yesterday at Hilchus Behemus. We were talking, we just we went through So I was reading a, uh, an article on uh, on dairy farmers in Israel regarding certain, you know, can the cows go out with a tag that has their number on it? Now again, usually it's not Rosh Hashanah, there's a lot of lots to discuss. So there's a concept here that, that in halacha, the tag is, in the Gemara's terms, the tag is only benefiting the owner. That if my cow gets lost, people know to bring it back to me. So this Paisig was discussing that when it comes to dogs or, or certain animals, if there's an owner's tag on it, they will be treated better by, by people. If people see that, it, that it's, it's not a stray dog, so the dog will get better treatment. So you had a whole hector, a whole discussion. Can they wear these things? Even though the Gemara says they can't wear a chaisim shebech susa. And we had in, in a few days ago's daf, the rooster going around with the, the cord. And there, the Gemara says it's usser, because there it's only identifying it for the owner's purpose. And the owner has benefit from it. So Behemoth doesn't like it. What are you wasting, you know? But if the dog is going to get his own benefit by having the tag, that people will, will give it a drink, they'll take care of him because they know it's, it's owned by someone, that was his, uh, his chedesh. Okay. So let's go back to the Bible. It can't go out with this emblem on its neck, emblem on its clothing if it's wearing something. It can't go out with a bell around its neck. We have this already. Not a bell on its clothing. And Now either one of these things, the Zug or the Chosen, they're not Makabotoma. So the Gemara says, hold on. Zug, the Zug Is it true that an animal's bell? It's not macabre. Toma, hold on. Or a minute, I'll ask you a stira. It says, Zug shall behema, uh, tame or tamea, uh, bell of an animal is tame. Nun chesam abeis, vishal deles tar. If it's the doorbell or something that's attached to a door, it will be tar because it's attached to the ground. It's not macabre. Toma. And shall deles, just a few more details before we get back to our question. So right away, you saw the question. We asked, we, the Brisa said that it's not macabre. Toma. And this, this Urmino, we asked a Baisa, we asked a steer from the Baisa, Zuk Shabahema, is Tame. So that's clearly where the question is. But let's just finish the Baisa. Next case, Shal Dallas, let's say you had a bell that was originally attached to a door and it was not Makabotuma, and Vaasola Behema, now you, you altered it and now you change it to be an animal's bell. Halach is Tame, it is now, now Makabotuma. What if it was the other way? Shal Behema, it was originally animals, Vaasola Dallas, now you made it for the door, so you took an animal's bell, and now you use it as a, uh, you know, a knocker on the door. Even if you attached it to the door and you uh, nailed it in, still tummy. If it was originally tummy, it's still tummy. Why? All kalim go uh, down uh, through tumma, meaning anything could be makabal tumma 
with machshava. As long as I decided I had a machshava, I'm going to use this as a keli. Now it could be makabel tuma. But ein oilim midei tumasan. If it's already tame, it does not become tar elo b'shinu ma'isa. Unless I did a action, a shinu ma'isa, I changed, I altered it, then it would be uh, that it will now become tar. Okay. At the end of the day, again, there's a lot of details in Hilchus Tumah Vatara, but I'll just p- p- pull out what the Gemara wants. The Gemara said, at the end of the day, you told me that a Zuk Shal is not Makabal Tumah. This brightly says, a Zuk Shal the bell of the animal, is definitely Makabal Tumah. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, Ha de Isle, Inbal. One is talking about when it has an Inbal. An Inbal is the hotel in Israel. No, an Inbal is the um, is a clapper. Okay? Vahad Leslie Inbal. And the other one, the one that we say, is, that's tar is talking about the last light in ball there is no clapper now you could assume and we're going to see that the clapper thing that makes it a keli and therefore it's makabal tama and the last light in ball if there's no in ball in it so it's not makabal tama so that, that, that makes sense so the says hold on manavshah i don't understand the manahu if it, let, let's look at it in a broader picture is a bell considered a keli is it a is it a keli or is it not a keli right now, why would it be a keli? A keli, how do you define keli when it comes to the kabotoma over here? It's a tachshit. It's an ornament worn on a cow. It looks nice. So the Gemara says, manavshach, pick one. Eat manahu, if it looks nice, it's a keli. So afapid the inbo. Even if it doesn't have a clapper, it should, it should still be makabotoma. It looks nice. It's a nice bell on a cow. I don't care if there's a clapper on it. A clapper just functions to make noise. Does it look nice or not? So if it looks nice, it should be a keli. And I shouldn't care if there's a clap or not. And ilav manuun, if it doesn't, if it's not an ornament, it doesn't look nice, it doesn't uh, add to the cow, and therefore you're gonna tell me it's not a keli. So what? Inbal mashavali mana, now it makes noise, so great. Now all of a sudden it becomes a keli. That's what defines a keli by making noise. But you want this in? Yeah, that, that is what defines a keli. How do we know this? Gzeiras Akasav. Uchad Rav Shmuel by Nachmini Amr Rav Yonason. It's from the Rav Shmuel by Nachmini name Rav Yonason. Amr Rav Shmuel by Nachmini Rav Yonason. Minayin lemashmiya kol klimatacha shehu tamei. How do I know that this bell, something that makes noise, mashmiya kol means to make noise, beklimatacha is in a metal keli shehu tamei. Now it's mekabel tamei. How do I know that? Shneimah the pasuk says this is the famous pasuk when it comes to hechsher kelim. When we kasher kelim. So the concept of bliyos, of kashering things, that all comes from these psukim and the war between us and Midian. So after the war, we had all these kalim. So Kodesh Baruch tells Elazar ben Aaron Akoyin to call Dovera Shiyava Be'esh, anything that went through fire, that was used, you know, like a shawarma spit or a barbecue grill. So Tavir Be'esh, the way to kasher it, the Pasuk says, you got to do Libor, you got to put it into a fire. And then the Pasuk says, Ach B'minita Yishata, Anything that was used with water, so you, uh, you do hagala. Some say means there's a concept of tefilas kalim, tovling a kalim that you bought from an Uh a packed pasuk. Another thing we learn from this pasuk comes the Gemara according to Rashi Manachmeni. How do I know that if, if uh, this thing makes noise, it's a kabbal tumah? Shnei the pasuk says, "Kol davar sheyav beish tavir beish," and meaning if 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 to be matarit, as the pasuk says, "Ach we may need the yishchata." That's how the pasuk finishes to bring it to the mikvah. Afilu dibor, even something that makes noise, yavoy beish, and you have to you have to uh, toivel it. That he's reading the pasuk, not kol davar asher yav beish, kol dibor, anything that makes noise. Has the same dinim that it's Yavah Be'esh, it's Tavir Be'esh, or and Bimenidi Yishchata, that comes out. There's a concept of Kabbalah's Tumah 
when something makes noise. So you asked me, what's the difference? If there's a clapper in it, not a clapper in it, there's a tremendous difference. When it makes noise, for some reason, when it comes to Tumah Vatahara, Xeris Akasav, if it makes noise, you are, it is Makabal Okay. So now we're going to circle back. But Mayo Kimta, when did we establish that something would be tar? That's Bidilesle Inbo. When there's no clapper in there, when there's no clapper, so then it would not be Makabotoma because it doesn't look nice on one hand. On the other hand, it's not making noise. I don't have to worry about it. So the Gemara says, Ema Mitsyasa. Let's look at the middle case of the Brysa. What was the middle case of the Brysa? The Brysa said, that an Evet cannot go out with a bell on his neck. He could go out with a bell on his clothing. And both of these are Makabotoma. So let's see. Either Leslie in ball, if there's no noise to this, so and and it's a um, it's a person's it's a person it's a person bell, meaning it's a bell for an event. Me tuma. Is it true that it's makabotuma? Meaning we said when it comes to animals, if it makes noise, it's makabotuma versus not making noise. Fine. Then we then we said, let's look at the middle price. The, the middle part of the price has said that when it came to an event, he could go out. But not and they're both makabotama. So what's going on? Either Leslie in bullet, there's no clapper in it, and it's not doesn't have exerus accusive of cold dover or cold debor or anything that makes noise, that's Shiva Beish. So there's no Xeris Akasiv. So Mimakabitama, is it true that a, a bell without a clapper? Worn by an Evid. Is that Makabotama or a minnow? I'll ask you a stira. It says like this, I say Zagin. Lemachteshes, someone who makes a, a bell for lemachteshes for a uh, a mortar, or Arisa, or for a, ch- a child, your original uh, cradle toy. Ulamit pachis svarim, or on these you know children's svarim, maybe sifrei tyra, they used to put bells on it to make noise. Ulamit pachis tinaikis, or on the uh, you know bibs of children to make noise. That you know when they're coming. You know when they're leaving. So yesh lehen inbol tmein. Halacha is, if they have a clapper, they're tummy. Ve'ein lehen inbol tmein. But if there's no clapper on it, it's not makabotuma. Nitlu inbolein. What if I removed the clapper from the bell? It was making too much noise. I had enough. Took the whole thing out. No more clapping. Adayin tumasin alein. It's still makabotuma. Okay? So what do we see from here? That... Only when there's a clapper there is it originally makabotuma, right? That means when you make this bell for the Sefer Torah, or you make this bell for your child's bib, if there's a clapper in it, it's makabotuma. There's no clapper, not makabotuma. So how could the Brises say, makabotuma when it comes to the Eved's uh, bell, and we're assuming that means even if there's no clapper in it, you clearly see from this brysa, when it comes to all these children toys, that you need a clapper to be makabotama. So maybe we could guess the answer. So the Gemara says, We're talking about, you made a toy. What, what, what use is a toy that doesn't, that doesn't make noise? What use is a bell for a safer toy that doesn't make noise? The whole point is, it makes noise while you're walking with it. Everybody should know he's coming. Your child should know when he came, he left. You want, you want it to make noise. It's a rattle. So when, when we try to figure out Kalim regarding Tumavatahara, we figure out what was the original intention when the person made the Kali. You're manufacturing a bell. So what's the purpose of it? Is it an ornament for a cow? So maybe we don't care if there's noise, no noise. But or let's say an adult would wear it. 
if an adult's wearing it, it's a little immature for an adult to walk around making noise, right? So there, it's an ornament. As long as it's fulfilling its purpose as ornament, so people wear ornaments, makabotuma. Animals, they don't wear ornaments. So if it's not functioning to make noise, not makabotuma. Children, well, it depends. Why would you put a bell on a child that's not going to make noise? The whole tachlis is to make noise, so the only time it's makabotuma is when it makes noise. So the Gemara says, That's when you made it to make noise. But an adult, it's there as an ornament. It looks nice. Even though there's no clapper in there, and therefore it's makabotuma even without the clapper. So it goes back to our Yusayid regarding Tumavitahara, that when he made a keli, so if it's fulfilling its function, then it's makabotuma. But if it's supposed to make noise, it doesn't make noise, not makabotuma. Amama, nitnu inbilein adayin tumasnalayim. That you made, a, you made a child's bell, okay? Then it was making too much noise. You, you got a headache. You took out the clapper. No more noise. Halacha, the bride has said, it's still makabal uh, tuma. So the Gemara says, Lamai chazu. What use is it for? So the Gemara says, Since a hediyat, anyone, even a, even a gecko, anyone could do it. Yachalach ziroi, could put it back. So since anyone could put it back in, so therefore, that, doesn't, so that shows that it didn't lose its status as being a keli. And therefore, it remains being a keli. It's not a big deal to put it back in. So, I'm Rabbi Ha'ala Shehedi Yachal Azira. So, when Mesev Rava, Rava asked the following kasha, Hazug va'inbol chibar, that zug and inbol, that you have a, uh, a um, what do you call it? You have a, a bell and a clapper. When they're together, they are considered... Uh, one piece, chibor. Now, when it comes to chibor, latuma, what does that mean? If one part became tame, the entire thing is tame. That's called chibor. If it's not connected, let's say you had a frying pan and you had a fork that was in the frying pan. So even if it's touching each other, in hilchos tuma v'tahara, it doesn't. If some, if a sharetz touched the frying pan, that frying pan touches the fork, it doesn't become tame. It's only when it's considered chibor. So a handle to to a frying pan, there's a whole mesechta yadayim, right? That that is considered chibor. So to over here, when you have inbol and chibor, that is considered. Uh, uh, sorry, when you have a zug and and inbol, when you have bell and clapper, that's considered chibor. So what's the kasha? The kasha is like this: if it's considered chibor connected, doesn't that show you that these two things are coming together to fulfill a purpose? And therefore, how could you tell me that one that if I'm missing half of it, it's still a keli? What do you mean? I'm missing. A, a, a nice amount of what's what's supposed to be done here. I'm missing the chibor. I'm missing. Imagine like you have a, a grill and you're missing half the grill. That's not called a grill. So the same thing over here. Fake tabaya hazugva in bal chibor. So therefore, since the, we know in hilchos tumah v'tahara they're chibor to each other. So how can you tell me that? Nitlu, if I'm missing the clapper, it's still tame. What do you mean? That, that, that's, uh, it's very important for each other. That even when they're not attached to each other, they're still makabal since the, uh, the hediot could put it back together. That can't be. Vatani went to the You have a scissor. We have this uh, way back. You have uh, scissors that are two blades. The Ismo shall rehitni, and you have this carpenter's uh, knife. So the halacha is chibur l'tuma. 
they are considered chibar with tomat. If one of them became tame, so let's say if one blade of the scissor became tame, so the other blade automatically becomes tame. Now let's say this scissor was tame tomas mace, and you have to do hazav, you have to sprinkle the mechatas. Ain chibar lahazav. Doesn't work. You have to sprinkle both parts of the scissor, not just one blade. And Varmerina, and the Brysa, we had this earlier in, uh, in Shabbos, the Brysa asked Manavshach, pick one. If it's connected, so I feel laza. So when they sprinkle the paradum on it, it should also be tar. If it's not considered connected, so why if one blade becomes tummy, the other blade automatically becomes tummy? I feel it to my nami lie. Vama Rabba and Rabba answered, really only when it's functioning together. So that's when it needs to be connected. So then it's called chibor. That's called a connection from everything. Whether to be makabotomo, if a sherit touched it, it's, the whole thing's tame. If you're sprinkling mechatos, even if you sprinkle mechatos on the handle, the whole thing's tar. That's midaraisa, but that's only when they need to be together, when it comes to malacha. That's midaraisa, okay? That's bishas malacha. Shaloi bishas malacha, when it's not functioning together, say in a chibor, loy letumavlebaza. These things have nothing to do with each other. It's only functioning when it's being used as a scissor. If it's not being used as a scissor, it's very nice this chicken scissor is connected, but that's not considered a connection legabi tuma. Now they made exera. The mishum They made exera that if it, if it become tame, malacha. So you call your rav. You say, okay, the sherets touch the scissors. The scissors the scissors attached. So the rav would say, midaraisa. Only the only the blade that got touched is tummy. Okay. Two days later, another sherets in your house, and this time you were actually using your chicken scissors, and the sherets came, hit the hit the chicken scissor. Halacha is now it's bishas malacha, and therefore they're both blades are tummy. You're not gonna know. You're gonna say, oh wait, last week I called the rav. He said only the blade that got touched. I'm not gonna know bishas malacha. Bishas malacha. Came along chachamim zera that. They were they chibur bein latuma bein that that shaloi b'shas malacha. It's it would be a chibur atu a case of shas malacha. The gals were latuma shaloi b'shas malacha. We shouldn't tuma shib b'shas malacha. Additionally, what about hazah? So when sprinkling the mechatos, we had this before. We're going to just repeat it. When sprinkling the mechatos, midaraisa, if I'm actually using the scissors at the side, I'm bored. I'm in the base of mitosh. I'm cutting paper and. They're sprinkling mechatas on the scissor. Halacha is, that's considered a chibor. That's considered a connection. So Chazal say no, don't accept that. Why? Because one day when they're doing the mechatas, the guy's using the scissor. And he says, oh, I only hit one blade, tahar. Tomorrow, another Shiloh with this guy. The guy's busy with Shilohs. He's not going to be using the scissor. So therefore, the chibor is not called a chibor. So by, by sprinkling mechatas on one half, that's not going to help you for the second half. Therefore, they made xero. That So what's the point over here? That we we consider that it's only a chibor. When, one second. Ah, so don't answer that. <laughs> we got this whole tangent. Abai is trying to tell me that 
Since the headache of water back, it's considered a chibor, and that's what the Bryce was talking about. We know clearly Rava says from this long Bryce, that's not called a chibor. It's only called a chibor, Bishas Malacha. It's only called a chibor when it's being when it's being when it's functioning together. So don't tell me that oh a headache could put it back, that's still not called a chibor. A scissor, a headache could a headache could put it back, anyone could put it back. So at the end of the day, Ella Amarava comes along Rava, and Rava says, What's Pshat? We're back to our original question. I remove the clapper, right? I remove the clapper, the Mishnah says, still the bell is tummy. Abaya said, oh, because you could put anyone could put it back. Very nice, anyone could put it back. Rabbi said, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you because that's not called Chibur. Chibur means when I'm actually using the scissor. Very nice, I could put it back. So what does Rabbi say? Rabbi, the case is that since you have a child, right? This child is banging away with his clapper. You take out the bell. You say, no more noise. So the kid goes, a smart kid, he goes to another piece of china and he starts smacking the bell on the china, making more noise. Since it's Roy Lakisha, since I can hit it onto other pottery and it can make noise, so don't tell me it lost its original use of making noise. It can still make noise. Trust me, your kid will make noise even after you took out the, uh, the bell. He's still going to make noise. So therefore, even if I remove the clapper, when it comes to the child's bell, it would still be considered Mechabotoma. Since the, you could still hit it on Cheres, on, on uh, China, and it's going to make noise, so it still retained its function of being a clapper, being, being a noisemaker, and that's why, even though you took out the clapper, it's still considered mikaba toma. Shkoyah, thanks for bearing with me.